Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level, across every sector, to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is sponsored by Kingston Wards, the Passport Immigration and Citizenship Agency, the Tax Administration of Jamaica, Grace Kennedy, the Sajikor Foundation, Harib Cement, the Port Authority of Jamaica, and JN Bank. I am Byron Buckley, and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. In this episode, we will talk about issues related to Jamaica's independence. I am with educator Nadine Malloy, who is principal of Arden High School in St. Andrew, a former president of the Jamaica Teachers Association. And she's also an executive board member of Education International. Welcome to the program, Ms. Malloy. Well, thank you very much, Baron, for inviting me. Well, on our program today, I wanted to share with listeners um, your comments on this topic. What in your view, is the most important development in Jamaica since independence? For me, Byron, it is not a thing, a single thing. It is a amalgamation of just who we are as a people, uh, culturally and from a heritage perspective. We have emerged as a strong brand that is Jamaica on the cultural scene. We've, we've done very well with sports as well, but for me, it is our cultural creative who really and truly have placed us on the map. And perhaps I should look at Jamaicans as every other one of us being a culturally creative person. We express ourselves in a very unique way, if I may say that, and it has captured the imagination of the world. So whatever it is that we put our name to, whatever it is that we have our Jamaicans articulating or participating in anywhere in the world, it takes on that flavor, it takes on that nuance, that just, you know, it has everybody paying attention to who we are and, you know, what we do. I've had the privilege of traveling a little bit. And I remember in South Africa getting righteously indignant when a vendor on the street said wanted to convince me that Bob Marley was born in Africa. She was owning Bob Marley, and that, that is because of that brand, that cultural brand, that cultural icon that he has become to the world from Jamaica. I saw the Moroccan, I was in Morocco in the, um, in the souk, and what did I see? The Jamaican flag. And they knew where that flag was from. Um, back to South Africa, I was going on to Robben Island, and the tour guide pointed to my Jamaican lapel pin and said to me, you stood with us. So as a polit politically as a country, we have come of age. And, you know, we were there in the forefront supporting South Africa against the apartheid system, which is why he could remember Jamaica. And so we made our name there. I think now we need to get to the place where our cultural ambassadors who went before the Bob Marley's of this life, Miss Lou that gave our voice, um, 
credibility or Jamaican Creole, she gave it credibility. Um, you know, I really do believe that we're at the stage now where whatever it is that they have gone onto the world stage and done for us, we now need to capitalize on it. I, I, I remember reading something some time ago where it was one of our fathers said, you know, we have political independence, we now need economic independence. So I guess it is time for me that we educate ourselves in the direction in Jamaica to say we have to use our cultural creatives, our cultural industry, and to create what I hope I'm saying it correctly, a cultural economy that will redound to yes. the benefit of Jamaica, where we're not just thinking about as my generation was trained to do, to go and get a job, to leave whatever it is that our parents um, did in terms of being small industry people, um, to become entrepreneurs and to begin to think brand Jamaica, that rich cultural heritage that we have, that the world is so enamored with, to take that to a place where it makes Jamaica a more sustainable, yeah. sustainably developed place. Interesting you say that because that, that um, national leader you mentioned would have been Norman Manley, who did uh, make the point that um, it is now the, next, the succeeding generation's role to seek economic independence, you are you are you are saying that we are, we have the raw material in the in the cultural economy, and and um, we we need to know find ways and means to to optimize that. And now a word from our sponsors: the land, the people, the culture. We are a proud nation. And everything we own is carried with pride. Whether returning from a trip or doing your daily business here at home, use your passport. It is your Jamaican right. Get yours and carry it with pride. Welcome back. I work in a school environment, as you know, Byron, and... Every other student here in my school, they are just so creative. It's so heartwarming to see the kinds of plays that they write, the poems they write, the performances that they put on, the guidance that our drama teachers give. They're also actors and actresses in their own right, too. It's just a rich amalgamation of talent that we have in Jamaica. And it really, really makes brand Jamaica look good. Uh, if we are able to transform that into economic gains, if we are able to educate our young people in such a way, uh, have them value what it is to be a Jamaican in such a way that it brings back to Jamaica the kind of development and the kind of growth yeah. that we want to see. As the education system is now, curriculum and otherwise, is there is there an emphasis and encouragement to go towards the cultural um, subjects? For example, I think I read somewhere where um, CXC is Cameron Examination Council um, results show that um, we do very well. We Jamaican 
do very well in the, the, the arts, those subjects. Not a lot of people not a lot of people sit those exams, but but when we do the performance I hear is 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 high. So is the education system, you're a part of it. Um, so set up that it, is, that it is pushing our people, encouraging them to go towards seeking careers in the cultural economy. I'm hoping that the pandemic will bring about a shift in how we see ourselves preparing our students, educating our students to become fully functional, rounded citizens of this country, of the region, and of the world. We have gone down the road of paying a lot of attention to testing and what happens when you sit an exam. That's important, but it is equally important to um, the kind of mental, social, emotional uh, support that we give to our students. The What you call the hidden curriculum. That curriculum where we have our students participating um, to the extent that they participate in JC, JCDC competitions right across the country, the students who are cadets, the students who participate in a key club, the students who are part of a community service uh, exercise where they learn to care and share and give back and to understand that it's not just about them, it's about our society, that no man is an island. You know, it's not just my side of the boat that is sinking. Your side is sinking too. And, you know, all of that. So we need to look at what are the other things that we are incorporating into our education system that will allow our students to self-actualize outside of a grade. We need to move away from our students being a safety grade only. That's important. But for them to be this other person that has a, a kind of commitment to society, a commitment to growth, a commitment to development, a commitment to making this world a better place. And I dare say, a commitment to put Brand Jamaica front and center when you are thinking about what it is that you want to do in this life, what kind of contribution you want to make. That has to become a part of our values and attitudes in Jamaica, or else Vision 2030 um, is not going to be realized. We are not on target, and we're going to be even worse off target. So with all of the things that we've had to change and all of the things that we've had to go back to doing and all of the things that we can't do anymore because of this pandemic, I'm hoping that it will strike a chord with a lot of persons who will recognize that you don't need this long time that we have been talking about doing things. We need to get out of this state of inertia and begin to be more creative, more innovative, and be more committed to brand Jamaica. And now, a word from our sponsors. The land. The people. The culture. We are a proud nation, and everything we own is carried with pride. Whether returning from a trip, or doing your daily business here at home, use your passport. It is your Jamaican right. Get yours and carry it with pride. Welcome back. Okay, well, we have segued into the, the next question, which is I wanted to find out from you uh, what, when you, when you survey 
Jamaica since independence, what would you say is the most disappointing feature of um, life in Jamaica since independence? Procrastination is a thief of time, and we've just procrastinated on a lot of things. And the most disappointing thing to me is that we have come up with a lot of great plans a lot of great strategic plans, a lot of great ideas, great minds of fact together, and we have crafted all kinds of documents, and they are sitting in dust on shelves and not uh, activated, not implemented, not used, and we love to talk about what could have been rather than what is. So for me, again, it's a kind of an attitude, it's a kind of something that permeates what we are doing, not so much this one thing like, you know, oh, we, are, we don't have enough high-rise buildings or something like that. Just making something out of a hat. It's, for me, it's a whole way of thinking and acting that has been disappointing for me. I remember when I became a principal, the Education Task Force report came out shortly after the 2004 Education Task Force report. We've not implemented most of what was there. Many of us in our roles, in, in our local roles in our schools, we tried to do some of the things that were there, but we didn't get the full policy, policy uh, support that we would need, the policy framework that we would need for it. We didn't get it. And we just didn't see where it was being uh, pushed, it was being promoted the way it should have been. And so we're onto another task force report, which hopefully, when it comes out, it will remember some of those things that was in that task force report, and we won't talk about putting off things or yeah. Just not doing what we should have done. I want to put you back on the spot because it would it would seem to me that when you meaning an educator, it would seem to me then that the, a way to get out. How do we transform this procrastinate this procrastinating um, syndrome syndrome of procrastination? How do we do that? Isn't that part starts, of isn't that part of the education system? It starts with the man in the mirror, and um, and it also starts with how we socialize or young teachers or young educators. All of that is important, but it starts with the man in the mirror. And several persons have taken the decision that they were going to implement in their schools aspects that they could of the transformation, the task force report, the transformation report, some people call it. Um, and so, for example, where I sit and working with the integration of ICT into teaching, learning, and assessment came out of my reading of the Education Task Force report, it spoke about internet, putting internet in schools, uh, broadband internet in schools. It spoke about um, enhancing your library uh, and several other things that I don't quite remember. No, I suppose some of them it's been such a while and some of them have actually been working with them so you kind of take them for granted after a while. But if, you were to, if anyone should go back to that task force report, you would see a lot of what we needed um, when COVID struck us last March was actually in the task force report and if they had been implemented we would have been able to pivot as a sector in a much more effective way than we did because we just didn't have those things in place so another dusty plan on a shelf yeah but um if we if we're going to get ourselves out of this conundrum i i want to suggest that um if there's any one sector who perhaps um is an influential position is really the education sector and perhaps under the ambit of the, all those um, associations, whether it's the JTA or the principal association, wherever, that you guys have perhaps a good opportunity to try and influence 
that mind change you're talking about. If you could just, if you could just cut the procrastination and go ahead and get and get things done. But um, but I want to thank you for coming on Impact in Jamaica and talking to us about your views about Jamaica's uh, development since since independence and and what are some of the challenges that we need to to address as we go forward. But I'm going to allow you to just give me, share with us your, your last comments, remarks. I really thank you, Byron, for the opportunity to share my thoughts. And I would really love to see us change our mindset in Jamaica to get to a place where we are more proactive, where we move ahead with the things that we say we're going to do and not just leave them languishing. You know, you make nice plans, and when you go to do, when you go to the implementation stage, people tell you, "Oh, we didn't know that we were going to do this." No, yes, but we said we were going to start today. Oh, but we thought so and so. We need to get away from that. Of course, there's some of that because there are all kinds of eventualities that will happen. But the bottom line is, we should be more proactive and do what we say we are going to do in the time within the time frame that we say we are going to do it. My guest on Impacting Jamaica was Miss Nadine Malloy, educator. Thank you very much, Miss Malloy, for sharing your thoughts with us. You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is sponsored by Kingston Wharves, the Passport Immigration and Citizenship Agency, the Tax Administration of Jamaica, Grace Kennedy, the Sajikor Foundation, Carib Cement, the Port Authority of Jamaica, and the JN Bank. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com and at jamaica-gleaner.com.